Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today we're going to be talking about vacations because it's summertime and I have been getting a lot of questions on losing progress during vacations or what do I suggest people do during vacations. And I want to start out first by talking about this concept of us losing progress. So oftentimes when clients write into me or people on Instagram, they write in and they're really worried about losing progress. They're either worried about one or the other. They're worried that they lost weight and they're so excited about that, but they're in middle of the diet still. And now they're going on vacation. They don't know how to handle it. And they feel, am I going to lose the progress, the, you know, five, 10 pounds that I've worked so hard? Am I going to lose the progress? gain it all back during that week, and they are so worried about that. Or they are worried about losing the muscle tissue that they've worked so, 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 so hard for. And that one, I'm also going to talk about, uh, because a lot of women will do surgeries, they go through pregnancy, and they're so worried they're, they're actually okay with the fat mass shifting because they know, well, if, if I just want to drop some body fat, just calorie deficit, and, and they know the, the drill, if you will. But they're, they understand that putting on new muscle tissue is really hard. And so you put that on and yeah, you've earned it. You don't want to lose that. That is so hard. So I understand this. And they feel like, well, if I go on vacation for a week or two, then am I going to lose that, all the hard work that I've, all of the muscle that I've worked so, so hard for? Or somebody will say, I am having surgery. I'm not going to be able to lift for six, 12 weeks. Am I going to lose all of that muscle? They're really, really worried about that one. I recently had somebody message me an Instagram story of a fitness girl on Instagram who's also a trainer. And I think what I saw of her credentials was she was a certified trainer and she's a nutritionist. And she had like over 200,000 followers. So she had a really large following. And whenever I see that, I just think, oh, the good you could do with that. The good you could do with that. That's so exciting. I hope you put out a lot of good. I, But the story that I read, I was a little saddened by it because I felt like it was, I felt like, oh my gosh, I just... I've done this for so many years. I could imagine people reading the story and just being filled with fear. Like she was talking about, I can't remember if she was going on vacation. I don't think she was going on vacation. I think she went through a surgery and she couldn't lift for a few weeks or something. And the first week was down. And I think she had lost some weight after the surgery. I can't remember exactly, but I remember this. I remember her being really frantic because she was like, I, I've worked so hard for this muscle and my weight's down and I, I've lost muscle and research shows 
you can start losing muscle tissue in seven days of not lifting. And she was just beside herself. So here she's very emotionally charged. She's probably feeding into a lot of fear or even creating a lot of fear for a lot of people. And that was too, that I thought was too, too bad. It was, it was sad for me to read that and be like, Ooh, okay. Well, let's just say usually research will use DEXAs when they're trying to monitor like muscle mass increases, decreases, all of that. Let's just say that in seven days they noticed a decrease. Well, yeah, like that's, that's not, there's a huge difference between a decrease of muscle cells versus just like a sarcoplasmic decrease, like a water, nutrients, enzymes, those fill the, the muscle cells and can actually make them appear bigger. And then let's say you take somebody through a low carb diet and their muscles may for a time look smaller because they're depleted of those things. They're depleted of glucose, like, well, glycogen, because glycogen binds with, with water and creates glucose in your muscles. So you decrease that. It's a decrease of glucose and water and maybe some enzymes and nutrients and all of that is decreasing. And so will make the muscle look smaller. And if you then do a DEXA, it will show that you quote unquote lost muscle. But, but, but this is what's, this is very important to understand what that is, what that DEXA is reading. Because yeah, you could walk away with that and be like, oh, I lost all this muscle. And no, you did not lose muscle tissue. You lost muscle volume. So with that depletion of all of those things, or when you don't, let's say you you are just, you know, after surgery or you're on vacation, you're just like laying about or you're not lifting weights. Well, you're not using those muscles. And so oftentimes you will get that decrease, but it's, it's mostly like that sarcoplasmic decrease. It's not actual you losing muscle tissue. And I seriously, I never write people and correct them. I find it's a waste of my time and theirs, uh, because they haven't stepped into my circle of influence. If they choose to step into my circle of influence, I will share but that's, I don't ever want to force anything on anybody else because more than likely they'd look at me and be like, who are you? You're like some stranger just messaging me stuff, right? And also people waste a lot of time just trying to project things all the time. Like they'll just like get on Instagram and go to different fitness accounts and they're just like correcting all the time. And who has that time? Who has that time? <laughs> I don't have that time. And a lot of times I'm just grateful that people are trying to do their best, right? I, I, I really don't. Somebody asked me one time, they're like, do you ever, do you ever just go to the gym and are so annoyed by how people are lifting and just want to correct everybody? And do you know what? My heart hurt when I heard that. Cause I was like, oh, is that how I present myself? That's horrible because I, I am actually genuinely just happy that people are there trying to be their best selves. 
I really am. So I really don't spend time looking around correcting people. Sometimes I'll notice somebody's doing something and I'm like, oh, I wonder if their shoulders ever hurt because that usually hurts people's shoulders. But I don't feel some need to walk over and tell them that's just weird. But anyways, I did, my point being, I really just focus on myself in the gym and what I'm trying to accomplish. And if I do notice other people in the gym, I really don't think that much about what anybody else is doing. Probably because, to be honest, I've done some really stupid things in the gym. Like really stupid. I shouldn't say stupid, but they didn't align with my goals. I thought if I saw somebody with a really nice body on Instagram, and if I did what they were doing, then I would have their body. And I just didn't know that it didn't work that way. Oftentimes they're showing the like, the frilly exercises, the fun, new, creative exercises. They're not either, they're not showing the tried, true, and tested that actually got them to look a certain way because those are different. Now, with that being said, I do want to say this though. I oftentimes think that optimal, it's like you take two circles that kind of cross over and there's this middle ground in the middle. And one of the the circles is optimal training. The other one is is fun and what you like doing. Sometimes they overlap a ton and sometimes they don't over they hardly overlap. And me as a coach, I have to really work with somebody on us staying in the middle, meaning doing the things that are optimal for their goal while including a little bit of what they find really fun to keep them going, right? So there's nothing wrong with necessarily doing these like crazy exercises that aren't gonna get you to your goal if you just really enjoy doing it. And sometimes clients, it's like a psychological thing for them. They feel like it will get them there. And so maybe I'll add some things towards the end that they really like doing just to kind of keep them coming back. So maybe the the first chunk of the exercise will be tailored towards optimized training per the goal. And maybe the end is just kind of like, if they're obsessed with the burn, they feel like that's, you know, a lot of times people feel the this burning sensation when they're doing certain exercises and they think, oh, that must, you know, it must be either causing fat loss, that's the fat burning off, or if they, if they focus more on muscle, then they'll say, oh, it's the muscle building. But whatever their focus is on, they create in their mind that that sensation, that just that lactic acid buildup that hasn't really had time because they're probably doing low rest periods. So it hasn't had time to clear the muscle. That's what they're feeling. So um, they just assume if their goal is more fat loss, then, oh, it's leading me towards fat loss. If their goal is more muscle, oh, it's leading me because, you know, it's sensation-based training. They feel a certain way. And sometimes... I like over time educating my clients, but sometimes I will give them a little bit of that because I know that they enjoy it and like it and they'll keep coming back. And so I think that that's really important to think about your training as like these two circles that overlap. One of them is optimized training. The other one is, okay, this is the fun stuff. And maybe you just make sure you get the optimized stuff down and then end with the little fun stuff. So I will have women use my app and they will do the training four times a week. 
And then a fifth day, they'll go to their yoga class. And then maybe a sixth day, they'll go to that bar class or, or whatever class that they really, really love. And sometimes they're worried like, oh, I can't do any of those. I need to only do Lindsay's optimized training. I'm like, no, no, no. We can make this fun. We can make this work really, really well for you. And so I love it when they ask me and I'm like, no, you do it. You do it and enjoy it. Um, and, and just as long as we're getting the good stuff in, right, we're getting those big rocks in first. Then you take that sand and you can fill it a little bit, right? I don't want to get too lost on that because I really want to talk about this idea that you're going to lose muscle in a week, two, three kind of thing, right? So I never write to people and correct them, but I felt like this girl was really frantic and really, really worried. So I sent her a message with a big smiley face, heart, kisses, I love you. But I, I told her it's really important that we understand that drops in muscle volume are very different than muscle tissue. And that's very common within a week maybe to see some small drops, but you're going to be fine. This is not a big deal. You're not losing tissue, you're losing volume. And in fact, as soon as you get back into the gym, maybe just do a few carb, maybe a week of carb loading. And it's going to pull that glucose right into your muscles. It's going to be awesome. Your muscles will fill back up. There's a reason why before people step up on stage and do shows, they do a fat loss phase. They may look depleted at some parts. Their muscles look smaller. And then they do carb loading before they step up on stage so that their muscles fill out. It, there's a whole science behind this. So when you understand that, then it kind of makes you realize, oh, a week of not lifting weights, I'm not going to lose all of that muscle. Let's say somebody got pregnant and I was able to train all through my pregnancy. It was amazing. It was so much fun, but not everybody is. And there are some women who they're on bed rest or for some reason or another, the doctors told them, no, you can't do that right now because of X, Y, and Z. They're trying to protect the mother's health or the baby's. And so it's, oh, and it's hard for these women. I have them write me messages on Instagram and they're so worried, but guaranteed most of you have probably heard of muscle memory. And this is a very real thing. It has to do with myonuclei, okay? So this myonuclei, if, if you have built the muscle, then you pretty much have the blueprint there and your body remembers this blueprint. Okay. So getting back into the gym one to two months, you can be bam right back to where you were before. In fact, post-pregnancy, if your body has this blueprint and you haven't been lifting for a while and you had muscle tissue, then post-pregnancy, most women want to lose a little body fat too. You can see the same kind of relatively the same newbie gains, if you will, that newer lifters see because you haven't been lifting well. Maybe you did lose some tissue. That's okay because you have this blueprint, your body is going to very quickly 
put it right back on again. But you can experience body recall, meaning you could get into a calorie deficit and start training again and making sure your intensity levels are high. You're focusing on really building that strength and you can actually be able to lose the body fat from the pregnancy if you so desire, plus be able to see those muscle gains come back pretty quickly. So our body is not as fragile as I think our mind is at times. Sometimes we just live too much in fear and scarcity instead of faith and abundance. I want you to I want you to think about that one. Because that's really this the psychology of this. It's the mental game of fitness. Some people mentally can face it and they do really well. And other people I find when their main driver is fear and scarcity, like I have to get it. I have to get it. Everything weighs on on me dropping this five pounds and I'm so frantic about it and and I can't think about anything else. And, and if I step on the scale and nothing moves and I'm frantic and, uh, and it's not working, and, uh, whoo, those people seldom actually hit their goals. Or if they do, they try to hold on to it so tightly that they end up usually with body image issues food relationship issues, and then they finally, they're trying so hard to grasp onto it so tightly, they are so rigid that they actually break. And they just, they have to let everything go almost to heal the mind again. And we see this a lot. So when it comes to fat loss, let's talk about this one, because let's say somebody is going on vacation either for a weekend or for a week or two, they're really, really worried. Oh, this was this was mid diet. Am I gonna lose all of my progress? And the answer is just like you being in a calorie deficit for only four to seven days doesn't bring massive amounts of fat loss. Being on vacation four to seven days isn't going to ruin everything. It isn't going to bring about massive amounts of fat back on. So no, no, you are not going to ruin everything. If you have been not eating a lot of carbs, maybe you're on a lower end or more like middle ground, and then you go and you um, eat a ton of carbs, right? You're going to get a large uptake in water. And there's other variables too, that can influence this as well. Yes, you might put on maybe a pound or two depending on how much you let yourself go during the vacation. But once again, if you are not living in a place of fear and scarcity where you're frantic and everything is so hard and emotional, it's like all in your head, right? Just chill out, calm down, just get back on, get back on track. And in a week, you'll be right back to where you were. So none of these things should matter in the long run. When we see the scale going up a little bit, we shouldn't allow our emotions to just take us like a wave. If you've ever played in the ocean and had that wave kind of come and pick you up and just like 
carry you. It, it, I tell you, emotions are the same. They're very powerful if we allow them to. So if you're going to go on vacation, we have three options. One, some people, I'm not a huge fan of this. They're just like, whatever, I'm going to drink everything I can. I'm going to be getting wasted every night. I'm going to be eating all the cakes, all the cookies, all this, all that. Well, I I actually just don't think that that's healthy. Um, so I'm not going to necessarily be for you binging every single night because I don't think that that's healthy. That's going to do a number on your digestive system. You're going to feel super bloated, just like crap. So from a health perspective, I just don't think that that's healthy. But you have that extreme of just like anything goes, binging, eating till you feel sick. I that's That's a common one. Or you have the other extreme where people are like, so should I bring my scale on my vacation, your food scale? And I'm like, well, you're insane. Who's going to bring their food scale? No, no, no. Are you a competitor? Are you getting up on stage in a week or two? Then no, that's silliness. That is silliness. And the goal is a healthy mind and body. That's it. That's the goal. And right now you're bringing your food scale? I don't know if that qualifies for healthy mind. I'm just saying. I'm going to throw it out there. You may disagree with me, and that's okay. We can disagree with some stuff. But I'm telling you, over time, that might not be a healthy mind. It, and think about this. Think about the people that you're with. Do your children want to see you on vacation pulling out the scale? What do you think that that message is going to tell them? So... I find that there's this middle ground that we've kind of got to come to. I don't like either one of those extremes on vacation. I think you need to find a healthy middle ground. That middle ground, I believe, looks a little bit more like this. Now, everybody has their thing. Some people really will still track on vacation. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying that it's up to the individual to to make that trade-off. Because you have to say no to somebody or something, right? You have to either say no to yourself, like, I really want to eat that. I'm going to say no to myself and I'm not going to eat it. Or maybe you're there with your family and now you're not just saying no to yourself, but you're actually saying no a little bit to them too. Because you're part of the equation. You're part of the family. You're part of the fun. And sometimes seeing mom pull out her scale to weigh her, you know, yogurt and the fillings that she's going to get, the soft serve yogurt or whatever, it may kill the fun a little bit for the people around you, just saying, because you're on vacation. So I do think it's really important to understand that you're going to have to say no to yourself. You may have to say no to your family on vacation, and that can be really hard. And also, you're on vacation. So obviously you guys can probably tell which which side of this I lean towards. I'm not a big tracker during vacations. I find that for myself and, and it's been really, really good for my clients to teach them to let go during vacation and they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I actually lost weight. I slept better. I respected my body. I ate what I wanted to, but I didn't have to eat the whole thing and like, and stuff myself sick. I just, I respected my body 
And, and sometimes they come back doing that and they're like, the scale went up three pounds, but I don't care because I enjoyed myself and I made this trade-off. I said no to my goals right now. I said yes to myself and my family. Those are the trade-offs we've got to make, guys. They're trade-offs. So are you going to say yes to the goal? And once again, if you're not stepping on stage, I, I don't know why, but why you would do that, but that's okay. I mean, you can do it. Are you going to say yes to your goal and no to yourself and everyone else? Or are you going to say yes to them, but be mindful and moderate and respect your body and say no to your goal? And in a few days, you get right back to your goal. So I, I'm a huge proponent of that. I went and I was traveling. I think I've shared this with you guys before. I went and I was traveling with my with a client. And after a few days of eating with her, she's like, I have realized that you order exactly what you want. And I said, yes. And she's like, you're not ordering only a salad and just eating like a rabbit. She's like, if you want fettuccine Alfredo, you order fettuccine Alfredo. And I was like, yes, <laughs> good observation. <laughs> and she goes, but you don't, feel the need to finish the plate. I'm like, no, why would I? I eat till I'm satisfied. I don't have to stuff myself till I'm sick. I love tasting yummy food, but I love respecting my body too. And we can do both. And so with my clients, I often tell them, sit down, drink water, make sure you have a good serving of protein, but order exactly what you want so you don't feel largely deprived, right? When you're on vacation and you just order a salad, that's not fun for most people. They're not enjoying all of the vacation. They kind of feel like they're being held back a little bit. So why not do this? Why not order exactly what you want and just eat till satisfied, not till stuffed. Eat slow, chew slowly, talk, drink a ton of water, Eat till you're satisfied. You don't have to eat. A lot of these servings are disgustingly large in calories, like a burger and fries. I love it. I got it today. I didn't finish my burger. I didn't finish the fries, but I enjoyed every single bite. Okay. I didn't feel the need to just like nibble on it like a bird either. I ate like three fourths of the burger. I ate half the fries and then I was done. I didn't need to eat. That whole thing was easily like 1,700 calories if you think about it. So if I kept it down to about 1,000, that's great. So when you're on vacation, you just have to really think, one, there's no right or wrong way. I mean, just because Lindsay doesn't track doesn't mean you shouldn't. I, do, I don't mean to shame you if, you if you feel the need to track, but I would like to challenge that because I feel like there are not enough people who are coming about this from a non-extreme side that are going to challenge you on this one. Why do you feel the need to track? Why can't your goals wait a few days? Why can't you put this time in towards more of connection and building with your family? Like, why can't we do that? And, and if you feel like, because there are some people who generally are like, well, I don't feel like my food has anything to do with that. I'm like, that is great. 
that is great and wonderful. Then you do you. But I do, I really want to challenge you on this because there's a lot of people who are sitting there and what they do is they're like, okay, I'm going on vacation. I have all my protein bars. I have my scale. I have my protein shake. I'm going to be exact. I'm going to track. I'm going to do it. And they get one day in and then they're like, this, is, this isn't what I want right now. And so they throw the, the whole thing aside, but then they go to almost this other extreme of they just binge and binge, but they can't even enjoy every bite because there's this voice in their head saying, you shouldn't be eating that. You said you were going to stay on track. You should have stayed on track. You're going to get so fat. So you can't even enjoy the bites that you're eating. And I know somebody listening right now is like, oh my gosh, how does she know what's going on in my head? I've been doing this a long time. I've been working with clients a long time. And I've worked with so many. I've worked with those that have none of those thoughts. I've worked with those that can't even enjoy one bite of food because they have so many. Okay? So we got to let that go and say, no, I chose... I chose the vacation. Goals sit on to the side because I'm choosing my vacation and we are going to have fun. And when I get back, if the scale goes up, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did you do that? I can't believe it. Why couldn't you just stay on track? I mean, you packed all those protein bars in the... Why can't... No, there is none of that shame. Shame doesn't change anyone. Anyone. It just creates a lot of issues and then you have to go to a therapist for it later. <laughs> like shame doesn't change. It doesn't change people. So getting on the scale and being like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? Okay, well, what was the point of that? Now you feel like crap. And because you feel like crap, what are you going to do? Well, you might spend one to two days being better at the plan or it might just drive you back into a binge. It doesn't do any good. Shame doesn't ever do any good. So you step on that scale, you look down on it, and you say, if it goes up four or five pounds, say four or five pounds, I loved every single moment of you. And then you just get back on track. You just get back on track. That's it. That will allow you to have a healthy mind and body. Because the shaming's not doing anything for you. Guaranteed, some of you are listening to this right now being like, yeah, you're right. I've beat myself up to the point where I hate myself. But nothing else has changed other than I just don't like myself. So, There's only one thing that we can do with the past, and that is learn from it. That's it. Period. End of story. I want you to go into your vacation making a decision that there are trade-offs with everything in life. And what am I going to choose right now? And then I'm going to own it. So I'm going to own my decision. So if I choose my goal, I'm going to sit very comfortably and happy and tell everybody, no, no, like, oh, no, I'm okay. I don't need that ice cream. Or I'm going to guesstimate as best as I can throughout the vacation. And and then when you go home and you step on the scale and it goes down a little bit or maybe stays around the same, then you're like, okay, 
That was worth it for me. Saying no to all of that was worth it. Or standing on the scale and seeing it going up and say, doing the same thing. I chose this. I chose this. I'm okay with it. It was worth it to me. Now let's continue to move on. So that's the most important thing. You are not, but, but let me go back to what I said towards the beginning of this discussion. Just like one salad won't make you lose a bunch of body fat, one meal isn't going to, although the scale may increase, it actually isn't going to drive your body fat way up. It is going to increase because of the water weight, the salt, just the general makeup of those large meals are going to, you'll see an increase, but it doesn't mean that it's body fat. And I think that that's really important for people to understand. So with all this being said, what are the takeaways? One, your body really does have mechanisms to retain muscle tissue. If muscle tissue is lost, it has mechanisms to remember. It has a blueprint to remember and very quickly because of the myonuclei that remains from the tissue before, very quickly it will put it back on. A vacation is not going to ruin you. Pregnancy is not going to ruin you. Surgery, it's not going to ruin you. It's really important that we not live in that framework of fear. One other thing along the same vein that I would like to just have you think about is a lot of people will say, well, holidays and birthdays and vacations, they are making me not see progress. So I want you to think about this just to put this into perspective. So I looked up all of these averages. On average, people celebrate 12 holidays a year, three to five birthday parties a year, 15 days of vacation time a year. You're looking around 32 days a year. So pretty unlikely 32 days out of the year is going to hold you back. But what about the parties around the holidays? Even when adding those additional parties around those holidays, it's still not enough to kill your progress. It's all about what you're doing those other 300 and some days. With this perspective in mind, this is why I tell my clients to just enjoy their vacations, to just eat mindfully and enjoy their Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. When your consistency is on point, you don't have to worry about vacations or holidays derailing you. It's the people who, the holidays, it's not the holidays. It's the people who can't be consistent enough when there's no party, no holiday, no vacation, and then the vacation comes and they're like, oh, it was the vacation. I'm like, no, we had 30 days before this vacation even hit and you weren't being consistent. It wasn't this vacation that was in the middle of your cut. It was the fact that you weren't living the plan those 30 days beforehand. Okay, so that's super important for you to understand. More than that, you can just use this time to enjoy the holidays, to enjoy the vacations, to enjoy summer and the company around you. You just have to be realistic. You have to align your 
input with your output. When you say, well, I should be getting all of the reward, even though I'm only putting in like 75% effort. No, you shouldn't. And a lot of times people would say, well, why are they seeing more success than I am? Well, more than likely, they're probably more consistent. Or maybe their body, just they're a hyper responder. Maybe you are seeing really good progress, but in your mind, you're telling yourself this story that you should be seeing more. And I don't know where you picked that number from. It was just some hypothetical random, I'm going to draw this number from the sky because that seems like a good amount of body fat I should be losing every single week. So people get these weird ideas about just how much they should be losing. And really, we should just be focusing on the process and getting ourselves in a really good place so that we are compliant more often to the process. So instead of looking at a 12-week period, we should be taking it a day Every day is a new day. Every day. How am I going to be consistent today? It doesn't matter about tomorrow. And I can learn from yesterday. And how do I become my best today? How do I follow better today? Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions about what we've covered today, you can send me a message on Instagram. You can follow me at Lifting Lindsay. If you have any other questions about my coaching or training app, you can visit my website, liftinglindsay.com.